Hey all, this is Raul. And this is Agatha. And this is Saiwai. Spooky Saiwai. So Halloween is coming and since we love Halloween. I love Halloween. You love Halloween like especially hard. I like I like like it and I, I enjoy dressing up but he is obsessed for him the Halloween is like whole year long. the whole year yeah <laughs> Halloween is the best is the best season of all but now it's officially here so finally yeah so we decided to do something that will be a bit like spooky creepy weird a little scary yeah like still sciencey but maybe from the side that we usually don't talk about well it's, it's a halloween special yeah i would say and that's it basically i, I don't know exactly what we will talk about so well, it's science but the freaky side of science mm -hmm. the creepy one the storm night science <laughs> the it's alive science okay cool, cool. so we recommend you to listen to this episode when it's like dark and gloomy and windy and rainy outside and or at work both are both are good or but both at work and with terrible weather mm -hmm. which is very possible if you live in poland yay <laughs> <laughs> and well i would recommend to get ready you know hold your hold on to your butts because you no know, we are for a for a wild ride i would say prepare some hot beverage to warm up your mood and be ready because we are talking to no we are going to talk about some freaky stuff that well i hope that it will you know give you some chills if Ooh. anything okay 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 Whew. let's start as i like strong okay? okay we are opening the doors of this wild ride with the experiments of the unit 731 Mm -hmm. Which it already sounds spooky enough. Yeah, it sounds like a, an abandoned psychiatric hospital. Well, not really. No, uh, <laughs> no it, it wasn't. It happened during wartime, which is one of the creepiest times that can happen. Most horrors can happen during war. So this happened during the World War II, mm -hmm. which was one of the most horrific times in history, as we know. We witnessed plenty of horrors. And this was a section of the Japanese army mm -hmm. that was officially known as Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department. Doesn't okay? sound very spooky. It sounds pretty boring, to be honest. But all this was a cover. The Ooh. Quantum Army was under the direction of the General Shiro Ishii, mm -hmm. who was not only a general, but he was also a microbiologist. Okay? Okay, interesting combination. Well, this was... Everything was a cover. Because it was a secret program of the Japanese military, super shady, and basically they had this white card to do whatever they wanted in the name of science. Okay? So using science as the justification, mm -hmm. they did horrible things. Ugh. Basically, they were researching biological and chemical warfare mm -hmm. with I funds see. of the Imperial Army. And they conducted lethal human research during the years of the war. So basically they were active from 1937 till the end of the war, 1945. Okay? 
they, what they did basically was to test biological weapons on war prisoners. Oh. Okay? They would do horrible experiments that you cannot heard of. Like, and all these experiments later got banned by the Geneva Convention. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm uh, scared already. They would perform... Vivi- I hate war. <laughs> they performed vivisections without anesthesia. What is vivisection? Vivisection, when you cut open a living organism. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because usually you dissect organisms yeah. when they are already dead. Yeah. But you can open a body uh-huh. while it's still alive to see how it works, maybe to tamper with the things. Ooh. Most surgeries are vivisection, remember? Well, yeah. But yeah. these were done without anesthesia. So they were like probably passing out from the pain. Mm-hmm. However, most of them, because you know that different people hold different uh, pain threshold, mm-hmm. right? So most of them, they were alive during these, uh, these procedures and they had to be restrained to the bed, obviously, or to the <sighs> surgery table. And it was uh, amazing because they said that they are doing so to see how much a person can go under these circumstances. Mm -hmm. So as some sort of testing the limits of the human body to pain. Mine wouldn't last long. Yeah, mine neither. I'm such a great baby. I wouldn't be very good subject for this one. Yeah. They would torture and maim Mm -hmm. the, the war prisoners to also test limits of the human body to see how much they could go through torture before they pass out or they die and they would maim without anesthesia to see when is the moment when a body would pass out and then retouch the limbs that they took to see if there was tissue rejection or not as some sort of implant okay that sounds horrific like they they did even mm. more terrible things like taking war prisoners and infecting them with anthrax and syphilis and not giving them any treatment just to see how the disease would naturally evolve in a body to Uh monitor them. And now, be ready because this is very upsetting, soldiers and guards would rape the women to force pregnant them Uh and use the babies for research. Okay? Oh, yes. Okay. So this all the horrors, is not fun at all. all the horrors that you can imagine, this unit did them. Mm. There is a movie which is regarded as one of the best movies ever done, called The Men Behind the Sun, mm. which explains all this story. Okay, it's a really tough movie, so I only recommend to watch it to really, uh, you know, strong heart people. If you have like weak character, do not watch that movie. Okay. But I highly recommend this really good movie. I will not watch it. Now, there were no survivors of the camp. Of course. All of them were executed when the Soviets took over. Okay? So that they couldn't tell about what they were enduring. Yeah, 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 to not leave witnesses. Mm-hmm. However, it didn't quite work as, as they expected because the military survived. They would have to execute their own guards and soldiers mm-hmm. and doctors. There were plenty of medical doctors there. And for okay? sure they had like plenty of proof of like written... Now, um, it, is, it is thought because of propaganda that the US won the World War II. It was not true, okay? And from here I want to make a statement. It was the Soviets. It doesn't matter whether you like communism or not, the Red Army won. And this is it. This is history. You cannot go against it. 
But when the Soviets dismantled the unit, mm -hmm. they collected this huge evidence against the Japanese army and this uh, unit uh, three, uh, sorry, 731, and they wanted to trial them. Mm -hmm. However, they could only put on trial the uh, prisoners that they had taken. Mm -hmm. Because the prisoners that the U.S. Army had taken, they were tried in the U.S. Okay? Okay. So, what happened here? Like, as always happens with the U.S., they are very shady. <laughs> and the CIA made a deal with the General Shiroishi for complete... Of course they did. <laughs> for... <clears throat> and they offered him complete immunity. Of course they and did. And new identity and relocation in exchange of giving the results of all his experiments to the CIA. Well, I kind of understand it because, let's be honest, the, it's already done. The deed mm -hmm. is done yeah. and you cannot take it back. So at least you can like collect the data to yeah, so not have to repeat it again. That's and, like, what they thought, exactly mm -hmm. like that. And they thought like, well... These horrors the that they immunity. did, these horrors they did in the name of science, were terrible and should never be done again. But they, you know, it is done already. You cannot change it. Mm -hmm. So they collected all the data, all the evidence that this uh, General Shiroishi was gathering for his research to have it as part of the medical research. But the point here is the deal that they did with him for giving immunity to him and his closest circle. Mm -hmm. However. The Soviets did the exact same thing. They collected the evidence, anything that they could, you know, put their hands on. And all the prisoners that they took were tried and executed. Mm -hmm. So there were no deals done. No agreements, no under-the-table shady stuff. The Soviets executed all Japanese army that they could find. This was the first one. So, as I said, we start on a high note. If you want to take a break now, be my guest. Is there anything like... Funny. <laughs> and I came here for the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a Halloween special. Now, uh, let's go to the next one. Okay. Okay. The Takisgi syphilis experiment. Already the word syphilis sounds bad. Like, I don't know who, who came up with it, but you say syphilis and you're like, oof, it's like chili. You know what I mean? I like, think that uh, from that, like the name of that disease, we have the word in Polish. I mean, that's only my guess. I, I haven't checked it. There is the word syph that is described to, like used to describe like terrible dirt and like if if your place is in total mess and wow. it's dirty, then you say, oh, all syph. Your house gave me syphilis. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so, I, like, it sounds very bad. <laughs> okay, so in the Takisgi syphilis experiment, it was a research that was done between 1932 and 1972. Ooh, that's a long time. Okay. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Where is Ta years. Tuskegee? Tuskegee is somewhere in the US, I, oh, okay. I don't know. In this experiment... Maybe it's Wisconsin. Or maybe it's... Uh, where is or Wichita? I don't know. I always thought that witches were from Wichita, by the way. <laughs> so in this experiment that lasted 40 years, 600 black men were enrolled, 399 with syphilis, and 201 without, mm -hmm. as a control. Mm -hmm. Okay. The ones that had syphilis, they were given placebos, they were basically aspirin and other minerals, Instead of treating them with penicillin, which was the way that we know that syphilis 
could be treated. Mm-hmm. Okay? Just to track how the syphilis would spread in the body. Oh, that's terrible. Okay? Now, the aftermath of this is that 28 died from syphilis, mm-hmm. 100 from complications related to syphilis, mm-hmm. and over 40 gave to their spouses and sex partners syphilis. Okay? Including 19 children that contracted syphilis during birth. Wow. Right? Clinton issued an apology, but no charges were filed. Because everything was done. No one faced criminal charges. Because name of science. And they accepted to do the experiment. For sure, the people, they were like, sure that they would be treated. For that, and they were like, "Okay, we, we're enrolling in that, and we are being given uh, a medicine, and it's just not working or well." Mm-hmm. And then it turned out that they were just like, nah, "Just checking how fast." But imagine you will die. syphilis having syphilis for forty years. Like yeah, syphilis will, will eat your hair and your cartridge, so you lose your nose oh, and your ears. Oh. You know, it is terrible, terrible disease. Yeah. And they were kept like that for 40 years with more or less control because if they are like, okay, guys, you are kept in this facility and you have no contact with anyone else. No, but they were like outside, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe giving disease to other people. It is not known how many people contracted disease mm-hmm. from being in contact with them. Yeah. So, yeah, and no one faced criminal charges, which is the worst part of this because nowadays, if you do an experiment in the name of science, and the experiment goes wrong, you will face criminal charges for negligence, obviously, because you are hurting people, yeah. you know? I mean, you face criminal charges even though you hurt people without being your intention, for example, in a car crash. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you see? And I understand that you do the research for some time just to check it, and then you do damage control and you treat them anyway, but being like... Nah, they were just like that. people for... So long. And the thing is that they were years. all of them were black. Of course they were, because why mm-hmm. would you do anything to perfect, amazing, lovely white males? They don't deserve that. It's insane. Racist. Now, let's go to a one that is quite freaky also. Okay. I like to call it dogs with two heads. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This was done by a Russian scientist called hey, Vladimir Demikov, who was a surgeon, very, very good surgeon, mm-hmm. uh, that did a lot of research in transplants and coronary surgery. He was really Coronary good. surgery is... The surgery that you do in your heart and the arteries ah, surrounding okay. it. Okay. He was the first person in history to perform a successful coronary bypass, mm-hmm. which is a very common technique nowadays that yeah. can save your life, basically. Mm-hmm. So... In the year 1954, he successfully transplanted the head, shoulders, and the front legs of a puppy okay. in the neck of a German shepherd. What? It's insane. The transplant was really... Of like an adult? Of an adult. Of oh, an adult German what? shepherd. Yeah, yeah. And the transplant was successful. Oh, that's, that sounds nightmarish. It, it is ghoulish. It is insane. Oh. And the transplant was successful... Because the two heads could move independently, uh-huh. bark, sniff, eat, lick. They, they could hear, so like their, their ears and brains, they work, mm-hmm. and they could even move the paws independently. H- how did okay? the puppy, like, eat? It, I mean, the thing is that everything is inside the brain. 
right? Mm -hmm. So all your sense of taste and smell mm -hmm. comes from your brain, mm -hmm. right? So the puppy would be offered food mm -hmm. and smell it and wanted to eat it. Mm -hmm. So it had appetite. Yeah, but the, the, where, where the food would go? The food wouldn't go anywhere because, you know, only the arteries and... I mean, it didn't have a digestive tract. Oh, something tells me that there is a dead puppy. So the thing here is that the transplant oh. was successful, which is insane already, because their brain worked. It's like the reverse... Um, Surgery that they do on like uh, those twins that they are connected. Oh yeah, so exactly it's, it's, like that. It's this but reverse. Mm -hmm. Instead of taking them apart, you put them together. However, they didn't survive long because of tissue rejection. Because oh, okay. you know that you cannot put tissue from other organism mm -hmm. in a new organism without rejection. You know? mm -hmm. Because the body will be like, oh, mister, you are not from here. If you, know? you cannot eat, then probably you will not survive very long. Mm -hmm. This uh, doctor created 20. 20? 20 bicephalus dogs. Okay? 20! The longest one survived one month. <gasps> Insane. Now, you have to admit that it was a cruel experiment. Yeah. But you also have to admit that it was really, really successful and that it helped us to learn how transplant work. Mm -hmm. And later, this work that he did could be taken into humans for, you know, retouching limbs or, I don't know, you get burned, severely mm. burned, and they have to transplant the skin. Yeah. So, you know, all these things. This was the way to help people treating in dogs. Of course, it was the 50s. So nowadays, the European Union forbids experiments with animals unless there is no alternative. Mm -hmm. Okay? Well, I'm thinking like that but in back general, in the day, like... Cool, 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 interesting, terrifying, mm -hmm. very freaky, oh, very weird. Oh, by the weird. way, uh, I recommend to search on Google Images the pictures of this experiment. They are not scary. They are just very freaky, but something that you could see in a horror movie, mm -hmm. okay? It totally, totally looks like a horror movie, like mm -hmm. special effects from a horror movie. Maybe but you can share on Insta. They are not scary. Uh, yeah, maybe. But, you know, they are not scary. You just see them and you're like, oh, this is strange, but that's it. Okay. So they are not uh, violent or anything. I, I'm thinking that, you know, like, all this experiment, like, the problem that I see here is why would you put a puppy to another dog? Why wouldn't you connect two puppies probably from the same mother? Like, siblings. That is a very good question for which I don't have an answer. <laughs> Mr. Vladimir, uh, why didn't you think of that? I don't know. Probably he did so in one of the 20 experiments that mm. he did. Well, but this was the first one. Having this idea makes me think that if I were there, I would be participating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was it was really insane. So there was yeah, it, it, it reminds me of that um, article that we read recently and we shared on our Insta uh, story about the man... Uh, well, man... Uh, the man who was brain dead uh, was transplanted uh, a pig kidney, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. and and it worked. This GMO kidney. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there there is a question of how ethical is that? Yeah, of course. Of but... course, you always have these ethical questions. And nowadays, the experiments have to be approved by mm -hmm. the ethics committee. This was the 50s. So the ethics committee was... Just trust the 50s me, bro. And the you know? Russia, so. Yeah, 50s in Russia. You know, there was like yeah. loose regulation. Yeah. Nowadays, this could never happen. But the, this kidney transplant, was kidney mm -hmm. or was liver? Okay, I don't know. 
I think, well, it doesn't matter. This transplant that we that we shared, Some organ. it was really interesting because it shows how you can combine genetic therapy mm-hmm. with transplants, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, the whole science together. It's which, insane. let's be honest, there is way more people who are awaiting transplants than people who are donating the organs. Yeah, if you could take any organ, genetically modify it, and then it's like universal organ for everyone, that would be really, really a good, you know, a good step forward. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the next one. Testicles transplant. This one, this one is, I think it's a little funny, but it's also, you know, pretty annoying because <laughs> of the idiot that came up with it. Okay. The guy was, I don't really like to, you know, insult people. He does. Okay. But this guy was such a fucking idiot. There is no way to put it. <laughs> His name was Leo Stanley, he mm-hmm. was doctor in medicine, mm-hmm. and was the chief surgeon and coroner at the San Quentin prison in California. Mm-hmm. He was you know, holding this job from 1913 till 1951. Okay. Okay. Those so, you know, funny years in times, the US. Yeah. He believed that criminals were criminals because of low levels of testosterone. Okay? <laughs> so they were basically calling Dude. them sissy. <laughs> okay. Like, if anything, it's the other way around. It's like, you have so much testosterone that you will commit the crime to prove your body is what a manly man you are. He thought that everything comes from hormones. So, having high levels of testosterone will make you a proper man, like, I don't know, President Harry Truman, for example. so ridiculous. But low levels of testosterone will make you insecure, Mm -hmm. okay? Will make Mm -hmm. you you know, a bit feminine, mm-hmm. therefore you will try to compensate okay. your feminine behavior from the low levels of testosterone through violent behavior, becoming therefore a criminal. Okay? What about women who commit crimes? Eh? Women do not commit crime. They only make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, I- this, I'm not sure about this theory. These levels of testosterone would also produce mental diseases and they were genetic. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay, yeah. Therefore... He supported the idea that criminals should be sterilized so they cannot pass their defective genes mm-hmm. to their offspring, creating like a like a saga of criminals with low testosterone. Okay? However, involuntary sterilization it's was illegal. So, it's so... And it is still illegal. But the doctor, he was very smart, so he could convince these patients that they were inmates in the prison to voluntarily get sterilized. <laughs> because you can get voluntarily sterilized, okay? Mm. Of course you can. Not in Poland. Well, maybe not in Poland. But in the US, you can. Mm-hmm. So you can go to the doctor and be like, bro, you know, cut my balls. And the doctor will be like, okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he convinced them. So it is not really, you know, the problem here is the, the boundary. Because involuntary sterilization is legal, but nothing was said about convincing people to get sterilized. Yeah. Okay. So Finding also, some excuses. It's already a little shady. If you have okay? people who are uneducated and they like, they want to be a good citizen, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, they are told that you can, you can never be a good proper citizen because of your low level of testosterone. Exactly. And you're like, what is a testosterone? And I then the doctor know. comes and tells you, look, this is what I will cure do. you. Now you will be. And what would you say? You would president. say, of course. You know? Yeah, like obviously. Sure. So we don't know how many were because he didn't keep he didn't keep any records. 
So we don't know how many patients he sterilized. Shady. Very, very shady. He even transplanted testicles from executed prisoners that were young mm-hmm. to older prisoners. Okay. Even though mutilating a dead body was illegal back then. It is still illegal. But back then it was illegal to mutilate a body without the permission of the family. Mm-hmm. So he did so without asking the family, and what are you going to do? Pull down the pants of your dead cousin to see if he has yeah. his balls? <laughs> so he Especially was... in the in the prison. Exactly. So the he was they were like And he was the prison. coroner of the prison. So he could do whatever he wanted. He had like a white check. That's that's what happens when people are given too much freedom. And And he was doing it because he truly believed what he was doing was right. Which is the worst, you know. Because (laughs) if you are evil, then you are like, bro, you are evil and you hurt people because you are a bad person. And that's it. But if you are just an idiot who is convinced that he's doing good things, he's like, my... Bro, you are How do you explain terrible, that terrible. you're just stupid? You, you can't. I mean, it's insane. So, hundreds were transplanted. Mm-hmm. Okay, from With young, young testicles wonder. put into bodies of older people. Because younger, ex- younger prisoners have higher levels of testosterone but than if, older prisoners. But, but if they got executed, it means that they were bad, which should suggest that they have very low levels of testosterone. Exactly, that's what he thought. Therefore, he was like, hmm, let's use goat testicles. Oh, yeah, sure. So he would mm-hmm. cut... Because we know that goats don't commit crimes, so he they would must cut the testicles have of the plenty goat of testosterone. And transplant them to human bodies. Mm-hmm. Of course, he reported that was a success. Okay. But actually, there was probably plenty of infections and a lot of tissue rejection that killed prisoners before we could check if there was actually any mm-hmm. improvement. Okay. And since it was prison, no one cares. He was doing this until the U.S. entered in the World War II. Mm -hmm. Because after the war, the U.S. learned about the horrible experiments of this Japanese unit and the experiments of of Dr. Mengele, Mm -hmm. they saw that this fella, Leo Stanley, could become some sort of Dr. Mengele. And they were like, oh, mister, okay, Uh, not anymore. Okay, you had your fun, enough. So they made sure that he could not perform such, you know, procedures anymore because he was forced to retire. Okay. Okay? So they forced him to get retired and in the year 51, he left his career and he lived happily ever after with his wife, which, surprisingly enough, they never had children. Oh, so everything is just because he had low levels of testosterone and he was basically looking for cure for himself, making up some bullshit theory. Yeah, this villain this, uh, corruption psychology. arc is insane. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, let's go to the next one. Now, this is one that you are familiar with, the Stanford Prison Experiment. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> okay, so I will remember you. Yes, uh, remind me. Yeah, In the year 1971, a group of researchers in the Stanford University conducted an experiment to investigate the relations between prisoners and guards. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I know, I know, I know. We watched a movie about yeah, it. You know? Yeah, it was terrible. Okay. I mean, like, good, but... Oh, the, 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 movie, the movie was good, but the story was horrible. So, 24 students were taken, and they were kind of lied to, saying that you are going to behave as in prison. Okay? Mm-hmm. So they thought it was everything like some kind of make-believe 
like a game, you know, that was funny, yeah. but it was very much serious. Mm-hmm. So these professors of psychology and psychiatry, they were observing them and monitoring their behavior in a sort of prison that they con- that they built in the library of the university. Mm-hmm. So 24 students were assigned the roles of prisoners and guards randomly, but there were more prisoners than guards, mm-hmm. okay? And they just draw from a hat, okay, to see who was who. And they were put in this prison-like environment that was, as I'm telling you, built in the library of the of the faculty. The experiment was supposed to last for two weeks, mm-hmm. okay? But the study had to be stopped after six days only because it was so difficult to keep control and maintain order over the guards who were <laughs> being super cruel to the prisoners. They, yeah. they accepted all this power that they had. Human nature. Despite being told to not use any form of violence, one in three guards showed tendency to violence towards the people that he was supposed to be responsible for. Okay? Surprisingly, many of the prisoners, of the students that were pretending to be prisoners, okay? Yeah. They were like actors in a movie. Yeah, this is amazing that they like... They took it so seriously. And they accepted the abuse and the violence, mm. okay? And the study showed how individuals with power are easily corrupted and how individuals that are submissive and put in an environment where they lack dignity, they will mm. also accept it and think less of themselves. Yeah. They, uh, doctors that conducted the experiment were sued by the students <laughs> because course. the students said that they were not properly warned of the danger of this experiment and like a couple of them had uh, you know sequels that lasted their whole life yeah, so these six days these six days scarred them for life yeah okay because I'm no surprise. they were being psychologically tortured mm-hmm. they were not like i don't know strapped down and cut or anything like that. There was no physical torture, but they were kept without sleep for days, without food for days. They were closed in a closet for days, standing in mm-hmm. a closet that was so narrow that you could only stand. Yeah. All done by these students pretending to be guards to the students pretending to be prisoners. So like, what the fuck? Okay. And there is a very interesting movie called Stanford Prison Experiment thing or, or something like remember. that. You can just search Stanford Prison Experiment and it will appear in, in Google. And there is now a landmark. There is a plaque in the Stanford University saying that in this library in the year uh, 1971 was conducted this experiment, blah, blah. You know? So, yeah. Even in this is an experiment... That was some make-believe shit. Yeah. It, was not, it was not real. It was supposed so, to be like yeah. a small thing and then it's like, whoa. Amazing. Like, give them those two weeks and they will kill each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it only lasted six days, so go figure. Now, the next one and is the last one, okay? Uh-huh. So <laughs> stay with me. I call it resuscitated dogs. Mm-hmm. Now, let me take you to the magical 40s. I don't know why, but there are a couple of Russian scientists in this list. It's not that I have... <laughs> I don't know why. It's not that I have special, you know, sympathy for Russians more than anyone else, you know, but I don't know. They it were happens just, that they were just cr- cruel It just doctors. happened that they had a lot of freaky shit. So, in the year 1940, mm-hmm. there was this Russian scientist 
called Sergei Brujonenko and Boris Levishomsky, they were both doctors in medicine, who claimed to be able to keep a dog's head separated from the rest of the body mm-hmm. for hours using a special pump that they invented to pump the blood. What's their problem as with As a dogs? heart of sorts. I don't know. They could have... An, I mean, I don't see what is the difference using a dog or a cat. You know, like... Maybe because dogs were more willing to participate because mm. they have this, you know, open nature. Yeah. Which only makes it more sad, I yeah. think. Yeah. The thing is that they had invented a new heart-like pump mm-hmm. that could extract the blood from an organism mm-hmm. and pump it back. Okay? That makes sense. And they called it autojector. Mm-hmm. Okay? This special machine, let's say, was able to do the same movement as the heart is doing, and therefore, if the blood supply stays untouched... It's oxygenated. Yeah, so everything should keep the organism oh, yeah. alive. The, the brain is yeah. just needs the heart to keep on pumping blood. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, the, I mean, in theory, it worked. Mm. And they were like, okay, let's put it to practice. So they chop up the head of a dog, extracted the blood, and pump it back mm-hmm. through this machine auto-ejector. Mm-hmm. Okay? The thing is that they recorded it on video. Wow. Okay? And they showed these two scientists how the head of the dog would respond to stimuli, like um, showing the tongue. They were able to sniff things that were given to them. Mm -hmm. They could hear things because they could move their ears. Mm -hmm. All while the head is separated from Mm -hmm. the body, kept on a a tray, okay, on a platter. It's insane. So they could even lick their mouths, move their eyes. So they were responding, okay? But there were multiple dogs? They, they did this uh, with, of course, several subjects. Oh, my. And the thing is that the footage is public. Really? So Be- you can watch it? Because of this Liberty of Information Act, uh-huh. all this footage is public. So you can just write... Have you seen it? I have watched it, yeah. How is it? It's is on it like Wikipedia. Very spooky? Is it spooky, spooky? <laughs> it is quite a spooky, spooky, really. <laughs> the footage is public, so as I say, and you can watch it, and it's called, write it down, Experiments on the Revival of Organisms. Okay? Do I want to watch it? Uh, it's not as freaky as one might think. It's quite spooky, okay? But, but it's it pretty like boring. bloody or something? It isn't. It's just, you know, it's just spooky, okay? And you just... Watch it, and it's, it's quite boring because there is not much going it's on. Just okay, dogs' heads. Yeah, showing its tongue. However, <laughs> well, it's on Wikipedia. Ah, okay, I will so watch it. You can see watch it on Wikipedia. It's not long either. However, since the only proof that we have is the video, mm-hmm. some scientists think that the video is fake, and that such thing did not occur. Okay, okay. that it didn't happen. It was just Russian propaganda to see how evolved their medicine mm-hmm. is. <laughs> However, the autojector did exist. And they tried it on patients and it proved successful to extract blood mm-hmm. from, I don't know, during surgery. So yeah. you have to extract, let's say, the blood of all the internal organs and kept it mm-hmm. somewhere, you know, to be fresh and then pump it back. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't know about the head, but in general it sounds Kind of reasonable mm-hmm. to yeah. in, I mean, of In theory, kind? it can work. And such machine exists nowadays. So yeah, this auto is no, like the like, primitive version. No, um, 
there is no infection, mm-hmm. for example, yeah. then if the head of the dog is not bleeding out, mm-hmm. if, you know, like, I, I don't know, maybe it could be painful and the dog could pass out from the pain of, like, having the head cut. Well, But we if don't you know. do it with, like, uh, anesthesia and then you give thing. some pain. We don't it. know if the dog was given anesthesia. Probably mm. he was, mm. because you cannot operate on a dog, because dogs are really strong. You will have yeah. to restrain them and all that stuff. So probably yeah, was given anesthesia. The, the blood, so it couldn't have been but. just like, oh, I brought an axe, Chah, let's cut it, and now, five minutes later, let's connect it. Probably. And it's not that easy, because you have to like cut the tissue in the proper way, mm-hmm. so it's you know it can be retouched. So not all tissues cut in the same way can be retouched. So it has to be a very clean cut, no? Mm -hmm. However, since I say that the only proof that we have is the video and the report of these two Russian doctors that they said, trust me, bro, it works. And it has not been done ever again. Scientists think that it's fake. But maybe they could supply blood constantly, but not keep a head alive for days. Like they claimed that they achieved. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking that like infection would be, would be the biggest problem. But mm-hmm. I'm not a medical doctor, in case anyone was wondering. Yeah, but you with know, my extensive knowledge. Excuse me, but I have watched the video and it's a spooky. It's pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Also a little boring because there's not mm-hmm. much going on. But it's funny to see these old doctors being, you know, using these complicated words and stuff. It all reminds me, like, talking like about the dogs and Russia and the doctors and everything. It reminds me of that book that I don't remember who wrote it or what was the title. But uh-huh. since you've read everything in the world, ah, you will probably know. There was this book by a Russian author, a very thin one, about a dog who turned into human. Or, like, w- was turned by the doctor. Like, the doctor was the owner and the doctor turned it into like speaking well-behaved human-like creature so it's some kind of russian pinocchio Mm, kind of but it's more like you know like russian doctors doing freaky stuff with dogs and and it like really sounds now knowing like those two stories and that book that maybe russians had some weird fascination with making surgeries on dogs Okay, we will Google it and uh, maybe share it later. On I Instagram. really have no idea what book are you talking about. But I will find it. Yeah. I had it. Okay. For sure it exists. Some Trust me. Weird me. Soviet book. <laughs> okay. No, it was by like someone famous like Bulhakov or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, and this has been all for this Halloween special yeah. of this week. There will be another Halloween special next week. Because as it happened, the 1st of November, All Saints Day, it's on Monday, and we post episode on Monday, so we thought like, boom, eh, why not, okay? Yeah. So How you get two for the price of one. Amazing. One to prepare for Halloween, and the other to be like, well, it, it passed, but it's still kind of spooky season. Yeah, so. like the after party. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so remember to follow us on Instagram, because we'll share all that stuff that we talked about in there. Mm-hmm. And our Instagram is sci.y.podcast. We would appreciate if you can tell your friends. Yes. Recommend like, like, if you hey. like. Recommend, you know, because sharing is caring. Sharing in a star or something. Yeah. 
and we will see you next week yes so happy spooky season everyone Ooh. enjoy your halloween yes <laughs> Dzięki pa. Dzięki pa.